Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Too loud. Whoops. No, I just it was the koi it was the koi pond thing. It was just <laughs> that was all. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Start over. <laughs> Here we go. Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> hey, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Start over. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. All right, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundam, if then the people purses paper people. Dundam, if then the people purses paper people. Dundam. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and co-managing director, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, founder of Woof.com. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I think we should get a townhouse in Soho. So it's mostly lofts, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, you know, after we cover today's main topic, we're going to have a little little conference room with an email from a listener. We're going to do a little quarantine corner check-in with all of us. Some listener-provided trivia. In fact, that trivia, it will be provided by someone who writes office trivia for a trivia company in New oh, York. Wow. Oh, wow. So dude, nice. It's getting legit. Uh, but before we dive into today, which is all about Mr. Ryan Howard, uh, just want to mention, of course, we have our Patreon is available to join. Scott's Tots, become a member, $5 a month. Get in there. We got uh, monthly exclusive mailbag episodes where we get weird. We digress. We answer every question that comes to us. Um, and raw and uncut. Raw, uncut. You know, it's it's the kind of stuff that uh, even for the internet, it's a little, uh, it's a little <laughs> extreme. Yeah, just like Creed's blog. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, just go ahead, head over there to uh, Patreon.com/slash Michael Scott and join Scott's Tots. Yeah, become a Scott's Tot, baby. Five but bucks a month. You get your own private podcast feed, too. It's pretty heck cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, and I think, have you been putting up the videos, Sean? Videos the... are coming up next week. <laughs> we, got, we got videos. We have the Zoom sessions week. of our recording, so those will be yeah, going so up. Yeah, so there's going to be a big dump next week for our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much for your patience. Big plop. Uh, you know, I was taking big dumps. <laughs> Uh, but I am so excited to dive into today's topic. Today, we are discussing Mr. Ryan Howard, a.k.a. the temp, the fire guy, kid, fired guy, <laughs> big turkey, hired guy, Brian, bobcat, douchebag, Mr. Understood, rye guy, rye bread, rye from wolf, shoe bitch, the bell of the ball. <laughs> Esteban the cleaning man and 
uh, Dundee Award winner for hottest in the office, Mr. Ryan Howard. Wow, what a list! That's yeah, man of many of the, names. That is one of the that's my, maybe the best list of AKAs. I don't I don't know. <laughs> and deadbeat, deadbeat dad as well. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> very much a deadbeat. The most dad. deadbeat dad. <laughs> yeah. We've had a few people uh, send us uh, this one meme of Ryan uh, where it says, I, it, at first, when I first started watching The Office, I thought Ryan will be a normal character on the show or was the only normal one, something like that, how wrong I was. Uh, and beyond that, we had a couple people ask us just for another Ryan-centric episode. I think we did Ryan and Kelly pretty early on yeah. or earlier on in our episode run. And I think uh, we're going to talk about just Ryan in this episode and kind of, he is a very interesting character in the ups and downs <laughs> no and the way the writers choose to deploy him throughout the course of the show. No kidding. Yeah. And, and, you know, and same goes for Kelly Kapoor. We'll get to her. We'll get, she'll get her own episode at some point too, but yeah, go, go back and check out that old one where we did uh, Ryan and Kelly together. Um, but yeah, today's just uh, uh, Ryan Howard played by BJ Novak. BJ was actually the first cast member uh, on the American office hired by Greg Daniels after he saw him perform at a comedy club. Um, BJ actually, and then of course he became a, a writer on the show as well. And BJ actually went to high school with John Krasinski. I'm sure we've mentioned that before, but I've got a great quote from him. Sometimes, sometimes when this feels too good to be true, I think that if, uh, this were all a dream, uh, that, that, that would be what should have tipped me off. I'd wake up and say, I was in this incredible TV show and it was a big hit and the star was John Krasinski from high school. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's got to be crazy for him. Um, uh, the character is kind of based on Ricky Howard, from uh, who's the temp from the British office, and and also sort of on on Neil Godwin, who's kind of or he's the co-managing director in the British office, and he's a lot like Josh Porter, but there's a little bit of him in in Ryan Howard in the for, in the fourth season when he becomes. Uh, takes over Jan's job. Um, but Ryan, of course, is more a part of the main cast than Ricky or Neil ever were. Um, and uh, and I've always, I always think it's interesting to think about BJ as kind of, you know, a, an executive producer or a co-executive producer and a head writer and the way that he just plays with his character so much. Um, because there's other people on the show like, you know, Mindy Kaling and, and Paul Lieberstein, and they certainly have a lot of fun with their characters, but the arcs for Ryan are so uh, uh, wild, his rise and fall, and we'll get into all that. Yeah, it's interesting in the early season of the show, especially in season one, the main characters of the cast are focused on more so than the ensemble. And uh, whenever I list the main characters in the first season, Ryan is almost like the letter Y in a list of vowels. So it's always mm. Michael, Dwight, Jim, Pam, and to a lesser extent, Ryan. Yeah, so. mm, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> he's the yeah. he's the sometimes Y of the main characters. Yeah, he's always on the DVD covers. He's always on the show images. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, he's never felt as part of the main cast as those other characters. Right. And sure. he's in the opening. He gets his own little title in the opening for so long. Mm -hmm. um, um, even Even as he starts to kind of fall away, even in season three, um, we don't see as much of him. Um, but yeah, I, I figured we'd go season by season through his, uh, through his, his arc. What do you, does that sound good to you guys? I think that's the right way to cut it up. I think that, so, that'll give us the most, uh, yeah, yeah, we go can, ahead. We can start with seasons one and two as kind of a group because there's not too much change there. Ryan, Ryan is the temp in the very first episode. He's who, he's who Michael is really talking to besides the cameras. Um, um, and so, and therefore right away we're kind of 
looking at at Ryan as a as a as a surrogate for the audience, just like you know Jim sort of is sometimes too. But um, it starts out this way, and uh, um, I guess he's supposed to be the replacement for Tom Peets, who's the you know the employee who committed suicide, and we learn in performance oh. review. I thought oh, it was weird, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, um, People like Dwight always call him the temp um, for these uh, for these early seasons, um, and uh, and of course we learn we see Michael's obsession with him, uh, st- his man crush uh, start to to come out, especially in the Dundies when he he wins hottest in the office. I think it's interesting that you know you talk about Ryan as a audience surrogate, and to and to an extent that is true. He does he is the person who. Uh, you know, he comes in almost in parallel with the audience in the pilot, and he says on the phone, there's a rumor that this place is going to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my first day here. And for, to all of us as viewers, it's our first day in the office as well. Right. So we do kind of join with Ryan coming right into the middle of the action. Um, but then, yeah, there is there is an – he also gets deployed as a way for Michael – what it's like for Michael to have a friend or someone that he wants to be friends with or wants to have a – relationship with in some sort of way mm-hmm. and the yeah. way that that energy gets misapplied and 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 uh and takes him to really uncomfortable places yeah. and michael always fancies himself somebody like worthy of an apprentice or he wants mm-hmm. a, a ment he wants to be someone's mentor and he sees right. that in ryan uh and of course ryan has no interest in really doing that ryan is um at all times even from the beginning he's interested in moving up the corporate ladder and at least in those first seasons i mean that is his that is his number one goal is keeping his head down while he climbs the ladder, which he which he's able to do, um, and he's willing to put up with Michael's sexual harassment along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, in these early seasons, we're getting you know episodes like the fire, where we kind of really learn that Michael uh, that Ryan's in in business school and taking it seriously, and then you know plays along with with you know Michael giving him all this advice and, and prank calling him as well and stuff like that. Um, uh, and and of course also that that Ryan's sort of Michael's personal assistant in episodes like the injury or um, or gosh even even Hot Girl when he's forcing him to help him clean out the uh, the Sebring. But the first uh, cold open in the show in Office Olympics is Ryan getting Michael that breakfast sandwich. That's right. Like the office is yours. Take your pants off. Run around a little bit. <laughs> so I'm gonna go funny. take a nap in my car. <laughs> yeah. And then Michael takes off the buns of the sandwich, so it's just egg and cheese. Healthy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Less carbs. What's the place that doesn't have the yams? Like, right. He sends him to go get yams. Mm-hmm. Three, yams. three rotisserie chickens worth of dark meat. Yeah. Yeah. That's they right. don't have yams, really, because they always have yams. <laughs> um, of course, also in fire, uh, in the fire. <laughs> that's where it is since Strasburg. That's right. Oh that's gosh. That's it, that's it, that's it. Um, uh, but yeah, in, in the fire too. I think it's at the beginning that Ryan expresses that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be in the office very long. He doesn't want to be remembered. He doesn't want to have a nickname like the something guy. And then by the end of the episode, he's fire guy. Fire guy. Fire guy. There, it I is interesting. Started the fire. <laughs> 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 Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan started, started the fire. The, fire. <laughs> the way that Dwight holds up the cheesy pita in the tongs to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, God. So he's so stoked on it. Because, of course, you know, he doesn't like to see Michael giving anyone else attention. No. 
And he's like giving Ryan noogies and yeah. Yeah. Burp. Yeah. There's a, it is interesting that you, you point out that Ryan's sort of professional ambition is the only real personality trait we kind of see from him for the most part, that and his relationship with Kelly are the only two sort of things we see in the first two seasons. Yeah. It, it does expand and change of course over the rest of the show, but early on Ryan is a pretty, he's not drawn very broadly. He's drawn as this one sort of way. Yeah. I mean, I guess that we kind of get that there's, there's hints that he's kind of in uh, a bit of a dick, you know, but, but like, you know, just like him deleting Michael's phone number from his phone or things like that. Um, some of the way that <laughs> some of the ways that he treats Kelly, but it's very subtle. We figure that he's just, you know, too smart for this place and kind of irritated with it. Well, and when there are moments where Jim is kind of undermining the, the fact that they're at work, um, Ryan kind of plays along. Right. So right. when they're down in the warehouse and they're loading that truck, like what are some conversation topics that we could talk about? And Jim says like flowers and Ryan says puppies or something along those lines. So <laughs> yeah. they kind of like they play along with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in season three, too, that we've got Jim out of the, And we can kind of go into season three now. This yeah, is sort yeah. of as Ryan begins to change. Um, his persona begins to change for the first time. But um, in at the beginning of season three, Ryan becomes a full-time employee when Jim leaves, takes his desk. Um, and we get that moment, too, at the start of season three where he's like, Pam sometimes looks at me. And it makes me uncomfortable. And he's like, it's nothing compared to the way Michael looks at me. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that scene. <laughs> so, so it, the way Michael catches the camera looking at him and like kind of kind of backs away from the shades. Oh, God. Peering at him through the blinds. Yeah, it's so yeah. creepy. But, All the stuff Michael does when he's prank calling Ryan and, and I think the fight. You know, and he's yeah, like, yeah. Right, this is Michael Jackson. Like calling from Wonderland. And he's, <laughs> you mean Neverland? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm your girlfriend. And it's I'm Mike Tyson. mad. I'm yeah. mad. Yes. Oh, the temp. Let us play with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, in the and in the fire when he says, Well, Michael says, Well, I hate have sex with Ryan. Because <laughs> he's in business school and he's gonna lose a business one day, and everyone is so uncomfortable. Oh gosh, I know. Oh gosh. Um, and uh, but but uh, you were saying though that that Ryan sometimes plays along and kind of making fun of the fact that they're at work, and um, he's he does join in when Pam is kind of you know making fun of. Um, it's after Ed Truck dies. Grief and, counseling, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. And and Michael wants everyone to go around and share stories. And so Pam and Ryan share some movie stories. <laughs> he's also the Very one well who, done. He's also the one who kind of like shakes his head when Kevin blows it. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it'd probably take like an hour and a half to tell that whole story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but uh, but we also get Ryan kind of being uh, again his his arrogance or his um you know uh you know feeling above everybody else is coming through even more in season three um you know with jim coming back he doesn't give up the desk to jim and is you know a bit weird about it benny hana christmas where um you know he's kind of like uh you know showing off that he has like all these excuses and he's like Come i on, thought that's i actually really like that moment i think yeah because really, yeah, he it's says funny. look alive helper welcome back there's that is there's something, that's true 
that is kind of a, it's a bit of camaraderie a little bit where they both have to figure out how to make excuses to avoid hanging out with Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what is, I don't have the line in front of me, so I'll, I might need help, but it's like, you know, but and Jim at some point is like, Hey, want to help me play a prank on Dwight? And he's like, um, ask me when I'm, when I was 12 or something. So it's Andy. It's, it's, um, the episode is the return. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Andy's it. cell phone. And, uh, Jim says to Ryan, do you want to help me play a prank on Andy? He says, uh, no, but ask me 10 years ago. Yeah. And then he said, but, <laughs> but I love this moment. Cause he's like, I liked you better as the temp. And Ryan just goes, me too. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, which is, which in a way is funny foreshadowing to me mm-hmm. because it is this, you know, this is what Ryan thinks he wants. He wants to, you know, um, um, go up in the ranks and, you know, become, you know, a corporate businessman. Um, but of course we see that, you know, he, he's not ready for it. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. That reminds me of a moment in season two. I, I don't know the exact episode, but it's the episode where Jim is looking to go on a trip. Uh, I suppose right. it's Dwight's, it's probably Dwight's uh, yeah, speech yeah, yeah. because they're talking about public speaking and Jim yeah. gets, talks about going on a trip and Ryan says, so you're really going, huh? And Jim says, yeah. He says, send me a postcard. <laughs> yeah. And then right. Ryan says, Jim has worked in the same job for five years. He's the same ham and cheese sandwich every day. If I were a betting man, I'd say Jim has a fun weekend in Philly, which is interesting because you contrast their ambition. Well, Ryan does seem to want to go somewhere, and Jim is portrayed in these early seasons as someone who has a lot of ability, but maybe not the same ambition to go alongside it. But, yeah. mm. And yeah. maybe Ryan's one of the first people to point that out to us. Mm-hmm. They- well, the, yeah, and, and, and Ryan is also used as like, he doesn't have any real world experience, and he doesn't think he needs any for yeah. the most part, right? And we see this happen even in like the initiation, like there's these moments when Dwight actually starts teaching him about sales and Ryan kind of straightens up and he kind of starts to pay attention and he stops not taking things seriously. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it happens, it happens a few times. And again, this is all pre before he becomes the actual boss, but he actually does have moments where he's learning and he actually is, is sees the value in some of his coworkers. It's they're few yeah. and far between, but it does keep his character grounded in his ambitions, which is to climb this corporate ladder. Um, and, and occasionally, you know, it, it sort of resets Ryan sometimes of like, Oh, and that's what the fire does. That's what the initiation does. When he has Stanley's clients, there's sort of these times when he's <laughs> taking two steps forward. He's taking two steps forward and one step back. And that happens often with Ryan. Um, and then he takes this huge leap forward and then he's in no man's land. Right. They, right. All, well, they all make fun of him for never making a sale, but very no one never coaches him really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Besides, besides yeah. Dwight or or maybe Stanley a little bit, <laughs> or barely. But um, we also get in this season when um, you know Ryan takes uh, Michael to business school. Is that am I, am I yeah. getting no, you're that right? right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's not in yep. season two, right? That's in three. season, season three. three. Season season three. three. Yeah, yeah. So this is where this is where we get. Um, uh, I mean, this is just another moment, I think, at the end, at least, um, even after Michael had this, you know, um, uh, train wreck of a presentation. <laughs> uh, By the way, speaking of characters only in one episode, shout out to the guy that Michael takes the textbook from and starts ripping out pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the face that he makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but like, it's funny because... It's a moment where, like, Ryan at the end actually is like, oh, crap, oh, crap, like, I messed this up. Like, he always thinks he's one step ahead. He always, like, seems to think, you know, I mean, he basically gives this whole presentation about how Dunder Mifflin's a failing 
paper company before he has Michael come in and speak to them. Um, and, uh, and Michael kind of puts him in his place successfully at the end of this episode. And, uh, and, you know, tells him that a good manager doesn't fire people. He hires people and inspires people. Um, and, uh, and, uh, he moves, um, uh, Ryan to the annex with Kelly, Mm -hmm. um, which again, um, works as a brilliant plan um, to punish Toby as well. It's interesting that he, Ryan, what Ryan says is that the company is quickly falling behind and that Mm -hmm. their business model is becoming obsolete. It is interesting if you think that, that that's probably what he pitched to David Wallace in his job interview. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it, it dovetails with his emphasis on technology in season four, when he does become um, the corporate leader and, it's funny at the beginning of that episode of business trip where he says you get bumped up by a full letter grade if you bring in your boss. So I'd be crazy not to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. an element of uh, mm-hmm. it's it, like the, the cost and um, the risk reward analysis <laughs> mm-hmm. where uh, and, and like, what is the reward? And I will say that watching that episode live when it aired for the first time was one of the hardest times I laughed watching the office. Like the way that Michael is presenting in front of the school and the way he lists the threats to America Ryan has never made a sale, and everyone thinks he's a tease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like only Michael thinks he's a tease. I know. You sit up here in your ivory tower, in your ebony tower. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh gosh! Well, um, you know, at the end of uh, at the end of season three, of course, we got all these people fighting for this corporate job. We don't even know that Ryan's in the in the running for this job. So this is this great reveal at the at in the finale of season three, when we've got David Wallace on the phone saying like, you know, really excited to have you here. You know, it's going to be great to have another MBA around. So it's like, Oh, who is it? And then we get Ryan saying, thank you very much. Hangs up the phone, tells Kelly we're done. (laughs) What? (laughs) And and again, we are, we did kind of skip past the Ryan and Kelly stuff today, but we did that in another episode. So go check Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then looks right in the camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a great, it's one of the better, like, just points to end a, a whole season on. Mm-hmm. Um, and a great cliffhanger for four. Um, so, um, we're moving yeah, on. Season yeah, let's four. Jump into season four. Season four, yeah. yeah. I mean, we get, I mean, Ryan's introduction in season four, he walks in and Pam says, hey, Ryan. And he's like, one sec. And then just types on his BlackBerry for a while. We he's got a beard now. He's dressed in black as much as possible. So like, BJ Novak was kind of like this was all intentional. He's supposed to be as douchey looking as possible. So the <laughs> the beard and all black, which is really my style, and I was a bit <laughs> offended by that uh, <laughs> to hear that from BJ Novak. That's really funny. Uh, I don't. So we I don't... see Ryan like pulling up in the sports car and like you know he's like. Checking yeah. himself out in the mirror and yeah. how's he, my favorite branch doing? He has he has a very he's very cognizant of the fact that almost no one in that building respects him. And that he's that he has to come in and lay down the hammer immediately and mean like, look, I know I used to, and he says it, it's like I know I used to temp here. Things have changed. I'm the boss now. Mm-hmm. And he still even after he says that, it's almost like everyone's like Aw, like look at look right. at little Ryan. And he, right. he he knows that and it really, really bothers him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, like Kevin jumps on him and like yeah. gives him the nookie and he's like, stop that. It's inappropriate and it stops mm-hmm. right now. You know, I'm your boss. You all need to treat me the way you would have treated Jan. And Stanley, I feel like gives a kind of a reaction like, oh, shit. Like, 
you know, the temp Dude, has grown Stanley up. Stanley loves bit. a good Stanley loves a good flex. That's he always true. respects any time someone does that. But then Michael comes in and undercuts it immediately, like, ooh, I don't really swing that way, Ryan. Like yeah. he immediately undercuts all of that. And he, he even yeah. talks about he's like, Look, he's all grown up now. And then yeah. Kevin calls him little old man boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little old man boy. That should have been another AKA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um but yeah, I mean, in the beginning of this. I, okay, maybe maybe I'll just speak from like personal experience. I think like re- watching this for the first time, I was buying that Ryan's really got this together. He knows how a corporate um, executive should act and should dress and mm-hmm. should speak to his his employees and things like that. So he's doing pretty well for a while, and really like you know um, placing his you know. Showing them that you know that he has power over Michael and things like that, and seems to have some good plan for how to move the company forward into the into the twenty first century. Did you guys feel that way when you were watching it the first time? Yeah, he he seems to have at the very least he seems to know what he wants to do. He comes in and pretty clearly wants to get the respect of the Scranton branch. He, he even says to Michael flat out, "I know exactly how much time and manpower is wasted here." He gives Jim a formal warning about his job performance. There's, and he tries to get everyone to use Blackberries and to move forward in technology. Of course, that all falls apart because the website has all these errors and issues. Um, and he doesn't really know. It doesn't seem like he has much of a plan outside of that or a mm-hmm. real plan mm-hmm. to actually make the website successful. Everything is built on this and he goes so far as to defraud the company Right. To, to try to keep that alive. It's like it's almost like his priority was to weaponize everything he knew about that branch to take down Jim and like show everyone that that they're all just full of it. And in a way and, and, and the whole thing with Daryl and Kelly and his thing of like flexing his power about using the website and like it, it just it just all feels very petty. Uh, everything Ryan does, almost the whole show feels very petty. And totally. it seems like his entire season four arc is sort of this peacocking that he's doing to impress, I guess, a few people at corporate. And that's about it. Yeah. David well, Wallace. Yeah. And it's funny, too, that you think Ryan in the first few seasons is so kind of understated. He doesn't speak up very much. Right. And it's hilarious to see this different side of his personality now that he has a bit more power and authority that all of a sudden he's showing off. And all of a sudden he's trying to show how cool he is talking about getting sandwiches late at night in New York. Right. And uh, it, it is very funny to see that that sort of reversal. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like for me, as I've as, as I get older into the ages where people are in the show, I, I remember being younger and, and all that stuff working on me with Ryan. Like in season four, I remember thinking like, oh, wow, Ryan's really like rich New York guy now. And mm-hmm. as I get older and you, as I've started to meet people who are like Ryan in real life and you realize like, well, they don't know what they're doing either. Like they're just, right. it's all a show in a lot of ways. And, and then when you finally see Ryan's like apartment, which is this tiny studio in New York right, and you right. realize, oh, all everything Ryan is projecting is pretty fake, and and they start to show that with he's giving an interview in, you know, the somebody office else's office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, you got to do these things in your own office, and he, he has that look of that he's still clearly low on the ladder that he wants to be on the top of. Mm-hmm. It's really great how they reveal it slowly over the course of mm-hmm. the arc. That yeah, that this is not all it seems to be. It's really a facade that that uh, that Ryan is putting up. 
and like I noticed going back and rewatching too that his his look becomes more disheveled. Like he because you know starts to unbutton the collar more and just kind of looks a little bit more like he just woke up. Um, and uh, Alex, are you reading a book? <laughs> I'm flipping through uh, <laughs> the Andy Green book. The Andy Green book. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> sorry. You know, in the back, they have a. Like, you can look at the index, and it shows like all the topics that BJ Novak has has oh, talked nice, about. Nice, nice. And so good. I was I was just reading through some stuff. So yeah, if I've oh, been good, disengaged, good. Um, this, no, no, uh, exactly why. This is a. It reminds me a lot of in Company Picnic when Dwight is coaching up the volleyball team, and he says, "Phyllis, why are you sitting on the ground?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but I think that they do a really great job of revealing that, like, you know, Dunder Mifflin Infinity seems like this really well thought out thing. He's got this great presentation. He's got mm -hmm. all the buzzwords and all this stuff, but it's revealed slowly that Dunder Mifflin Infinity isn't a good idea. He wants he wants young people to be chatting in the online store about the election, and mm, yeah, like it, it's just like it's and and it's right in line with the whole like you know that he's 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 having drug problems right now he's going out to the club and doing cocaine and like staying up all night and all this stuff so it's like and he's just scrambling scrambling to impress people he thinks that people have a high expectation of him the the wonderkind thing um but um and then of course you know that he's asking you know salespeople to enter their uh, sales on the website. And we learn later that this is actually reporting double the sales, which is lying to the, uh, the investors. investors. Also yeah, known yeah. As fraud. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny that if you think about Ryan has this vision for how the company is supposed to adapt and move to this more digital age and he doesn't really know how to do it. It's, it's funny to think that because as Stanley says, you know, when my clients call me to ask for help about how to use the website, like I don't get commission on that. So mm -hmm. there is a, it, the actual ad adapting of their old business model to this new business model really falls apart. And Ryan has, doesn't seem to have any sort of idea about how to fix that. His ideas are all around social media and, right. and things like that. And it's funny when you think about a, a boss who has a vision but no idea of how to execute. It sounds a lot like Michael. <laughs> oh my gosh it's so true and i mean i don't know i mean it's great it's just a great parable too i mean these people exist in real life i certainly worked with people like this and i'm sure you guys have too that it's like they don't you know while he seems to you know portray himself as this businessman he's really only interested in playing the game rising to power he just cares about his own image and how people perceive him. And he, it's not that he thinks, you know, it's not that he has come up with a brilliant business plan or, or any of these things. It's just that he wants, he just wants the, the position. Yeah. He's very self-serving and he'll do anything to justify his own job and including making other people's lives very difficult. <laughs> and you it see his, care. his drug problem is almost an extension of his vanity. Right. Which is to say, like living this fast paced New York lifestyle that he wants to kind of keep up with. Uh, and he really it really tears him apart. You know, we can look yeah. at that as probably a contributing factor to his fall as well. It's very it's underexplored in the show. But but yeah, it's so funny, too, that that his whole his whole persona of like the the New York socialite uh, really at the end of the day, like he really only impresses Andy and Kevin. <laughs> with that scene in the kitchen and they're like ryan is so cool mm -hmm. uh, yeah and that's about it and uh but michael and dwight 
a little bit. Michael Dwight Still, a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Michael. Yeah, that's true. Of course, but Michael, yeah. he was impressing Michael as a temp. That's true. His, that's true. Looks. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a th- it's such a thin facade, and it comes crashing down in a very satisfying way. Um, and we get to see what YouTube used to look like uh, when he finally does, <laughs> he finally does fall. That's right. That's right. Do you yeah. ever think in Night Out, uh, Andy doesn't go to um, he doesn't go to New York with them? But I, I, I wish he did. Oh, how, how would that night have changed that's if a, Andy was there? Andy, the Cornell grad, the guy who seems to have this sort of socialite experience from his upbringing. I wonder how he and and Andy's still a bit more of a live wire in this in this part of the show. I mm-hmm. wonder how he would have reacted in that in that event or that scene yeah would he i have mean recognized that, that would he have recognized that ryan was was just very high on cocaine mm-hmm. or not yeah i don't know right. <laughs> yeah he'd be like uh ryan really reminds me of uh this guy chad from my uh fraternity <laughs> yeah. at cornell yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh it would have well, been one of the, the best because <laughs> they were both in frats like that was that's right. another that's a thing mm-hmm. that andy and and uh ryan have a common for sure was was andy in a in a frat i believe so he just talks about being so lonely so often. <laughs> like, or, I mean, how he would drink Soko by himself and all that. That's true. Oh, well. At frat parties, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Straight beans, they called me Buzz. Yeah. 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 And he had to sleep in the front lawn. I don't know. Boot it's, rally. It's, yeah, maybe he... Maybe never really clear. Yeah. True. But well, how about the scene, though, when, when he does... When Dwight and Michael do show up and how excited Ryan is right. to see them. Um, right. It's Michael and Dwight. I know it's you guys. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's clear that it's clear that he's talked about them to his friends in New York, and he's yeah. like, "Oh my God, they're here! I can show, I can show my friends these people I've been talking about." Well, there's something too, like, just like the way that Jim doesn't really have the motivation to try harder. It's like, it's like Jim enjoys his his little realm, his little pond. You know what I mean? And it's possible that Ryan's getting up to New York and people are like, uh, yeah, okay, we all went to business school. It's, mm-hmm. That's not impressive yes. or special. Mm-hmm. And right. he's starting to realize, he's starting to miss Scranton where people loved him and just thought he was so cool. And like, even though they were dumb, like. <laughs> well, he thought he was so cool, you know? And right. we do know that Ryan grew up in Scranton and like he's from there. Mm-hmm. Um and he always he probably thought he was a lot smarter than everyone else from Scranton. And you're right. Like you get to New York and everyone's career obsessed and yeah. everyone is looking out for themselves and everyone's trying to just better and get to a better spot in whatever work they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he immediately becomes a small fish again Yeah, um, and doesn't handle it well. Yeah. And cracks under the pressure, bites off more than he can chew, gets arrested for fraud. Um, hey everyone which... it's the temp <laughs> yeah yeah i love michael just being like so upset and he's just like i'm just worried about my friend yeah <laughs> so yeah that's true yeah so yeah. sad the it Holly, actually makes Holly me sad yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i also love in launch party that's like ryan's big party to kind of celebrate himself and his vision and his new development mm-hmm. and he's now from my hometown of scranton pennsylvania michael scott yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hey one of my salesmen beat your computer asshole <laughs> yeah. yeah i know <laughs> hey michael first of all thanks for the shout out <laughs> yeah hey, how, about that, pi- about, how yeah. about that picture <laughs> yeah. crystal, crystal clear, clear. <laughs> yeah 
And then at the end, that little sign off with the wink that he gives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Brian's the worst. He's awful. <laughs> well, let's he, move to season five. Let's move yeah. to season five. Um, we start season five where Ryan is the temp again. Um, this is like uh, he's also mentioning uh, that he's doing community service, which is court ordered. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like he just goes back to the same temp agency, and Michael like tracks him down. You have you get a feeling to, or there's a hint too that like. Yeah, Michael helped Ryan move. So they've kind yeah. of been spending all this time together because that's when he sees Ryan's goatee. Goatee. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's we get Ryan as temp again. And, and he's sitting. Ronnie and he, was bleh. Things were at all time <laughs> sad here. But then I got an email from Ryan that he was coming back to town. I called the temp agency and I told him, I will pay you any amount. Just give me Ryan Howard. Give him to me. Give him to me. I want him. I need him. <laughs> <laughs> if if you are wondering how Ryan was able to come back so quickly without any sort of acknowledgement from David Wallace, you should know that there is a deleted scene uh, wherein Ryan mm. is acting as receptionist and he gets a call from David to direct to Michael and David just goes into him. He, he rips him apart and oh Ryan starts to cry. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> and he says he just made the he just made the list. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and David David goes into him. Yeah, and oh, uh, yeah. and then later there's a scene where he's on the phone with Michael and he says, "Look, Michael, if you really really want to vouch for this punk, you know you can do it. But if he so much as it, it, the line is if he so much as sniffs sniffs white out, uh, it's on you." And Michael says, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Why is this on me?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so Wait, that's a great lot. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's they, so scary. they 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 kind of paced over that with just like, give me Ryan Howard at any cost. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's so insane that he gets hired back twice after defrauding the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once right. now, and then again after the Michael Scott after the Michael company Scott. arc. It's just it's just crazy. You'd so, think like after season four, it's like. I wonder if there was a conversation about writing Ryan out of the show because he doesn't need to come back. He could be gone, mm-hmm. you know, after season four. Um, I, I get the feeling that, you know, this is not something that I've seen in an interview or anything or maybe that he would ever admit. But I, I got the feeling that BJ Novak liked running the show or writing or directing or, you know, co-executive producing more than he liked being in it. And I feel like that's sort of like as the show goes on, he becomes just more of like a peripheral character. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a, you know, he just didn't want to put, and especially them moving him to the annex. Some people have like, maybe we've said this before on the show, like maybe that was an idea for, for him to, to not have to be in the bullpen all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause all those actors have to sit in the bullpen all the time. And it's like, who do you have in the annex? Paul Lieberstein, Mindy Kaling and BJ. The writers. Huh, that's interesting. That's, I think too. I mean, you can, I mean, we're making big assumptions here, um, but I think you can look at what he's done after the office. He hasn't appeared on screen very much. He's been a writer and an author. And mm-hmm. um, there, I think that, you know, if we're just making assumptions, yeah, yeah maybe hit, maybe the creation process or the writing process appealed to him more than, physically appearing on screen or being an actor on screen uh-huh. and when just, he is on I'm screen he's, yeah. when he is on screen he's killing nazis with brad pitt <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's right that's yeah. true. that's very true that's true that's really one of his his few other notable roles i feel like yeah. i think the other thing too is once ryan kind of goes through that up and down of 
be, like realizing his ambition, going to corporate, and then having it all come crashing down. There's a lot less for his character to do, even yes. though he has ambition. Even if he does, it, there's no place for it to go within Dunder Mifflin. Is he going to get promoted to a branch manager? If if he stays in the office, it only makes sense as somebody who has no doesn't really care that much anymore and is focused on other things versus you know business and rising up right. within the business world. And that's that's pretty much where he settles for the second half of the show is. This almost this Mr. Potato Head character where they dress him up in different <laughs> clothes, they have him just doing different things, and he sort of he does sort of represent the like, yeah, this this ineffectual millennial character who doesn't know what he wants to do, but thinks he deserves more than he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's in in so you know, back to season five, it's like he seems very lost at the top of season five. He the only thing he can really go for is is an, a, a new relationship with Kelly Kapoor is, seems to be his his new goal. He's he always has something that he's working on, Ryan. Um, but um, as soon as he wins Kelly back, and it's so easy wins Kelly back from Daryl, it's so easy. He's just it just washes over his face. You can see it, and he's just like shortly thereafter, he's like, "I'm going to Thailand. Um, if you, like, we should have sex one more time, and if you have any extra cash, that would be great. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> that would yeah, be amazing. The worst. Um, from but, high school. Well, uh, high school. Yeah, but it's like, I, I guess you could argue that, like, you know, this is Ryan realizing that he's, you know, lost his way um, and needs to, like, get out of here and do something else. Of course, we learn that he only goes to, is it Fort Lauderdale? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, and then gets the job at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to Thailand with some friends from high school. Well, a high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, we get the Michael Scott paper company arc. I think that's really great to see Michael or see Ryan in this. Uh, Blonde situ- Ryan. A lot of memes of like, Michael has a type and it shows all the mi- women Michael dated. <laughs> and then it's Ryan with the blonde hair and the yeah, blonde Scott, oh, Scott's great. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's thoughts. Oh my yeah. God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, like, and 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 two, you just kind of get this feeling now that like Ryan's really okay with Michael's obsession over him, and just kind of manipulates it. him and takes advantage of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Neat. yeah, he's like, I need, I need Michael to be obsessed with me. It gives me a little. It just, it just gives me. At least I know someone cares about me. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, he um, goes from wanting to realize this ambition to just like being okay with the fact that he can kind of get away with whatever he wants. Yeah. And just settles into that. Yeah. yeah. Lead me when I'm in the mood, <laughs> the mood to be led. To be led. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. Kind of and the then, last yeah. gasp of Ryan's corporate experience or his MBA happens at the Michael Scott Paper Company when he builds their pricing model and he mm-hmm. refuses to make copies. Uh, right. and he's consistently <laughs> sort of verbally jabbing at Pam. Uh, yeah. There, there's something really funny there. And, and Ryan is sort of this overconfident, arrogant figure really happens there in that in in that um supply closet in a lot of ways you know we talk about ryan as a as an audience surrogate at times but really ryan and pam's relationship i think pam becomes the audience surrogate for how much we hate ryan because mm-hmm. pam just has a lot of great moments of just being like ugh, like ryan you're the worst ryan yeah <laughs> and the whole the whole Michael Scott paper company arc is such a unique little thing because there's moments where they're actually like all getting along and having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't last that long, but it's it's so funny to see Pam and Ryan sort of 
having fun throwing, you know, throwing the cheese balls and yeah. looking back on their memories together. And they then, become you know. a little family unit of dad and brother and sister, um, <laughs> oddly enough. But it's it's very easy to forget that Pam, that Ryan takes a run at Pam during his corporate oh, yeah. time. Totally. Yeah. I guess mm. he can't get any girl he wants. Well, and then he's on the phone and he says, yeah, she's like a she'd be a New York six, but she's a seven here. She's and like they, they can seven, all yeah. very clearly. Yes. Grant and seven. They can yeah. all very clear, clearly hear their, uh, their phone calls. He's like, please don't listen to my personal calls. Yeah. Right. And then Ryan, Ryan the low same- key. Oh, uh, I was just saying Ryan low key makes a run at every single woman in the office, except for Phyllis and Angela. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Like Karen Filippelli, Katie, Aaron, Aaron, at the hotel when they're yep, they want yep, waffles. Yep, yep. Well, and at the reception desk too, at the end of season six. Right. He just takes what he wants. Yeah. How you do it, man? <laughs> you really have to not care what people think about you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You'll learn, baby. You'll learn. Oh my gosh. Um, well, n- near the end of season five, of course, after the Michael Scott paper company, after they're b- hired back, you know, David Wallace is absolutely not, you know, you can't have them both be salesmen and I don't want Ryan to be a salesman. So Michael, makes a decision on his own to make Pam a, a salesperson and, uh, and make Ryan, uh, a temp again. once again. Yeah. <laughs> and we get that part in cafe disco when, uh, you know, Michael wants to have lunch with everybody and, and Ryan reveals that now that he is temp again, the only thing he can control is food and he only mm-hmm. eats five small meals a day. Um, yeah, ever since I got good. clean, there's something about morning air that just really makes <laughs> me sick. I love and- that. I feel like from that point on, when he mentions the five meals a day, often Ryan's, when Ryan is injected into the show, he's commenting on some kind of trend of -hmm. the current day. Yes. So Mm -hmm. for these, these years that the show is actually airing, a lot of what Ryan is talking about has to do with, with the present day trends of some kind. It's more Uh, topical for sure. Yeah. And that becomes his primary role. It feels like for these last three seasons. Well, it's yeah. Perfect that you bring that up because that brings us into season six with this is where Ryan's new look as like the hipster. He's got the glasses, fun bow ties, suspenders, Mm -hmm. scarves, flannel, fedora. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. (laughs) You're so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, his his what's great about season six, the best part for me is is just that the dysfunctional relationship with Kelly has just been completely normalized by this point. Mm -hmm. Like it's just everybody's okay with it, nobody comments on it. Um and it's sort of just again peripheral humor. Um, In uh in Koi Pond, when they're talking about things that we can't make fun of. Ryan says, I'm in this weird nebulous sort of thing. And he's just put Kelly. She goes, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. And uh, we do get, of course, we just talked about Jim as co-manager, but we do get in this season, uh, Ryan defying Jim and, uh, and then becomes closet Ryan after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, A long simmering feud with Jim. Uh, boils over True. here and this is the first time when jim has at least uh corporate power over ryan for the first time in a real way and he he absolutely uh takes advantage of that and deals with ryan in a pretty good way mm-hmm. true and it is funny too that jim struggles with it at first he doesn't know how to punish ryan or doesn't want to or something there's something about it that he doesn't know if he can really fire him can you yell at him can you make an example of him mm-hmm. pam says you don't yell uh, (laughs) well that was apple picking day perfect end to a perfect day i I feel like it it highlights something about about 
you know, the difference between Jim and Ryan, you know, I don't, Ryan didn't have any problem putting Jim down when he was above Jim. Um, but, uh, but maybe there's something about Jim that it's always seen a little bit of himself and Ryan. I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. It's always been interesting to me that, uh, that uh, it's so easy for Ryan to defy Jim, but um, Jim can't uh, really take power control over Ryan. Well, I mean, Michael is there to kind of check that a little bit. True. I think too, Ryan joining up with Dwight to, <laughs> to try to take down Jim is pretty, is a funny that's little a, Oh my gosh, that's well. a good one too. <laughs> I love the scene they have with Nick. Mm-hmm. when they're trying to get Jim's password and they're just like, we can make things very difficult for you. And he's like, mm-hmm. are, you, are you threatening me? And then Ryan tries to crush the can. That pairing of Ryan and Dwight is so funny where Ryan comes to the dumpster. He says, you're 10 minutes late. He says, Oh, I lost track. He says, uh, Oh, I was doing something else. He says, or, or I was by a different dumpster, some sort of excuse. Yeah. yeah. And Dwight says, just, just admit that you lost track of time. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're back and forth. And like, right. They're talking about like beet vodka. And yeah. And Ryan seesaw. Says, I'm, I'm not interested in anything I have to make myself. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot of funny little exchanges that they have. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they don't make a good team. <laughs> Why don't you leave the Tolkien references to me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay dumb jock right yeah isn't that what he said i don't know yeah. cool jock or something yeah. like that um i don't know but season six he is kind of more in the background i don't know if we just want to go into season seven we got wolf.com there's one moment from season six that i found in prep that i wanted to highlight which is just during the promotion or during the promotion where they're talking about giving out raises yeah uh kelly walks in and they they talk hey kelly uh, jim doesn't want to give you raises what jim that's not fair how is that going to fix ryan's car yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh there's it's not dark... clear if she crashed it or he crashed it there's so much dark stuff going on with like with ryan and kelly them, yeah. and yeah. the yeah. amount of so... abuse that's happening is really uncomfortable i mean i think um, it's in six too when uh you know we get the donna arc and um you know just ryan and kelly nonchalantly being like it sounds like all the things that Ryan did when he was cheating on me. Yeah, when Ryan had two girlfriends, he used to take me to this diner in Hazleton. Yeah. Just any diner, it was the it was the Starlight Diner. Yeah, yeah. it spread about Americana. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, moving into season seven, finally Ryan has a new ambition: Wolf.com, which uh, you know seems like maybe it's a a real idea, but it kind of turns out more to be just another way for Michael or sorry for Ryan to appear like it'd it, it be an impressive business person. I mean, he kind of, now it seems like he wants to be sort of more of like a Mark Zuckerberg or something like that. He's Look, very obsessed with these Wolf. tech guys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but you know, he's, he's already set the precedent that he's essentially a scammer. I mean, he scams mm-hmm. Pam out of 50 bucks for her own wedding gift, you know, mm-hmm. like he's not, He's he's shown by this point he's he's just completely soulless and uh, yeah and and the wolf thing is yeah I, again I think it's also representative of the times of the the tech boom and the Silicon Valley being regarded as this sacred land where mm-hmm. you know people get super rich and and obviously Ryan would want to be a part of that but he's still just a temp in Scranton. They even parody those old Apple commercials with mm-hmm. uh, Justin Long and uh, John Hodgman. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Mac and I'm a PC. That might be lost on uh, some of our younger viewers who maybe oh, yeah. didn't see those commercials. You know, Big time. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, I, uh, I just <laughs> sent you a Facebook message. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny the way they they put that. Yeah, Ryan's got the suspenders and the glasses. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's it's all about uh, 
the experience where it's spring break in Daytona Beach. 50,000 yeah. condoms drained from the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like we see that Ryan's got all these other things keeping Michael on the line, right? Like, you know, they're going to have like their like executive ski trip or something <laughs> like they're that. Planning out. Yeah. 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 I think and, I start on Bunny Hill and work my way up to Black Diamond Run. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's very clear, too, that Ryan maybe has no, um, no intention of ever doing those things but there is something just weird about their relationship now like the way that michael's uh, ryan's just got michael on the hook the whole time um it, it actually thinking about this storyline made me just have the thought too did ryan grow up without a dad he's very much like a mama's like he talks about his mom a lot he talks about his mom making pesto and his he needs his mom when he's in Tallahassee you might be later. Right. I don't think we have any evidence that he has a dad. We have no evidence that he doesn't. Right. Yeah. That's what I would say is we just don't know. Right. I mean, I just, uh, you know, Michael's in a similar situation where he grew up sort of just with a stepdad that he hated. And I, well, I, Jeff. there's a bond, there's a bond happening between them at this point. I mean, I know there's, they've been through a lot. They've been through the Michael Scott paper company. They've been through, um, you know, I mean, Michael helped him get off drugs. Apparently we didn't really see yeah. that. You helped um, me get off drugs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I was just like, I was like, maybe there's even something deeper here. That's, that's uh, kind of connects these two characters. And um, you know, that maybe Ryan needs Michael just as much as Michael needs Ryan is really all um the end of that the end of wolf.com is really odd it's an odd and weirdly touching scene because after all this history we've had with ryan and michael um basically everyone assaults ryan and michael with some logic of just like you have an opportunity to get our money back you have to sell this now this is a terrible idea ryan is a terrible person he's a terrible businessman michael what are you doing Mm -hmm. and michael doubles down again it says i do not agree to sell which is to say nay i do and he's like not yeah. and stanley What's says michael, you? What? Yeah, michael are you blind and he says i'm not blind i know exactly who he is he is selfish and lazy and image obsessed and he is a bad friend <laughs> everyone <laughs> is like shocked by like oh well yeah like that's true and he's also clever and he shoots incredibly high and he may just make it but you know what? Even if he doesn't, I would rather go broke betting on my people than get rich all by myself on some island like a castaway. And there is no <laughs> middle ground, <laughs> which is like so different from early Michael, who's like always pictures himself as just rich, uh, you know, on a yacht somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Michael is matured by this point to the fact that he's defending Ryan in a very, even if it's a reckless, foolish way, it's it comes Definitely. from a place of of being genuine um yeah and it's kind of sweet almost one then, of uh oh yeah go ahead i was just just to wrap up i'm just and then it's great that we finally see woof fully engaged at the end of the episode when he sells <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything comes at once and he's yeah. like hell of a ride bro yeah yeah <laughs> to sell. the end of this episode contains one of my favorite quotes from michael and it's in part it partially touches on ryan but it touches on so many of the other characters as well and right before that moment you said where where the oh, wolf yeah. comes in he says the world michael says the world sends people your way ryan came to me through a temp agency Andy was transferred here no idea where creed came from the point is you just have to play with the cards that you're dealt Jim, that guy is an ace. Dwight is my king up my sleeve. Phyllis is my old maid. Oscar is my queen. That's easy. Give me a hard one. That's what Oscar said. Toby is the instruction card you throw away. Pam's a solid seven. And yeah, you know what? Ryan is probably like a two, but sometimes twos can be wild. So watch out. And I am obviously mm. the Joker. And then it comes in. 
that Ryan has decided to sell. And Michael says, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> decided to sell company. Thanks, bro. Uh, Hell of a ride. Oh, gosh. Well, look, at the end of, at the end of season seven, uh, we do get um, – I mean, we get some other funny moments with Ryan during this, you know, the, the, him offering up his closet as a place for Jim and Pam to have sex. is <laughs> just a particularly dark moment for him. Mm-hmm. But then, but, you know, he does sing in the Goodbye Michael song, You Help Me Get Off Drugs, which, again, it's we, we maybe that's hinted at when they when they go visit him in New York, just the way that, you know, they taught their conversation at the end of the night. Um mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but then it's, when, a, it's another nod to just how close they are, even off screen or even out of the office. But Dwight also, the season later, leaves time for Ryan to do his morning ecstasy in Florida. So maybe he's not totally <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> or maybe when Michael leaves, like that's Ryan's support group is just completely mm-hmm. gone. And so he starts doing drugs again. I could totally see that as like a Dwight being like, uh, you need to be awake at 6 a.m. And he's like, no, I, I, have I have things I got to do in the morning. Like what? Drugs? Ecstasy? Yeah, yeah. yeah I need to take my morning ecstasy. <laughs> well, that's that's that happens in Wolf.com where Michael says, uh, or Ryan says, that's part of the reason I came in today. And Michael says, don't you work here full time? And Ryan just laughs. Yeah, right. <laughs> or when Michael and oh, yeah. Ryan and Pam are going back and forth. Uh, that's how, you know, people, everybody wants to... <laughs> What's this to happen? But nobody wants to put in the work. Pam says, you came in at 1030 today, didn't you? Yeah. 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 That's also yeah. like when she's like, uh, you know, you could just clean up the microwave. And he's like, honestly, I would just find a way to make it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, moving into season eight. Before, but, I'm so sorry. Before no, 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 we go, go into season eight, one thing that I had forgotten about that was tacked on at the end of season seven that was really funny to kind of go back and, and watch again was when D'Angelo is manager, Ryan has to kind of justify why he's there at all. And he heavily implies to D'Angelo that he's Kelly's boss. Yeah, Kelly right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really mean uh. the way that he treats Kelly, but it's really funny it was really funny to go back and watch where she's just like yes mr howard oh and then and then finally she tells the angelo he says i don't really know he says uh you seem kind of hysterical to me (laughs) you're your supervisor let's just keep it that way or she says he's just like rango and rango yeah and d'angelo says is that true and ryan says i never saw rango yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a very funny little another chapter in the dysfunction that is Ryan. D'Angelo is a horrible manager. Well, <laughs> but Annie, but yeah, Annie, Annie, Annie Shelto. Feel that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A high five. Now's the time. Not while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to season eight. Let's go to season eight. Season eight again. Mike uh, Ryan's really just kind of this peripheral character. He just jumps in with these little comments when we're in the bullpen, or maybe someone goes to visit him and Kelly in the back. But uh, oh, he's also a lose. One of Robert California's losers in the beginning of this season. Doesn't make anyone feel better that I'm on that I'm on this side of the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, this crust is sharp. <laughs> so Pam goes, "Oh God." Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I think really when Ryan shines during this season is when they go to Tallahassee. He is one of the one of the few who go to Tallahassee. He tries to get uh, he tries to make sure that he either he or Kelly go to Tallahassee, <laughs> but not together. Um, <laughs> one or the other, preferably him, but yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, in Tallahassee, like it's kind of normal Ryan for a little bit. Like it's you almost get a taste of the old temp Ryan, the way that Nellie's kind of playing with him. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> you sad, yeah. simple boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, the whole arc is basically giving Ryan yet another opportunity to walk the walk, uh, and to, to sort of back up the sort of gusto that he's always explain that he's always expressing about himself mm-hmm. that again, he folds, uh, when it comes time for the showdown. And that's just, we see that time and again from Ryan. That's, that's mm-hmm. just the recurring thing that he does mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. letting himself and others down constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get, yeah, we get him trying to go after Aaron, that great scene in the, when they sneak into the kitchen and he <laughs> six months, huh? I'm in love with Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember but- I've, I've talked about this before, but watching that scene live, of, I, I have such a visceral reaction of just like hissing at Ryan, like you get away from Aaron, you get away, like just like don't Pam. you dare go near her. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like boo, when uh, boo. <laughs> it reminds me of in season nine when uh, Jim is talking to Toby about couples counseling or marriage mm-hmm. counseling, and Clark comes in and Toby is no Clark out out get out get out. <laughs> <laughs> We also get um, we also get Ryan as the presenter when they open the the Saber store, which it is funny for so many reasons. Dwight is totally invested in um, in Ryan uh, being the presenter and giving him everything he wants and needs. As Chuck, yeah, as, that's right. Yeah, and a lot of. A lot of their budget must have been to get the rights to play that Coldplay song. <laughs> that oh, yeah, presentation. yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and but but again, we get Ryan cracking under pressure. This is something that now we know about him. He 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 likes to he likes people to believe that he's this wonder candy. He likes people to believe that he's he knows more than they do about getting in touch with youth and all these other things. But of but of course, he's just he's a, he's a con man and he and he can't go through with this thing. And again, him saying that he needs his mom or that he needs Kelly, who he's always acted like he doesn't need or a green or yellow sports drink, not red. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of in um, in the seminar in season seven. Ryan is Andy's trying to get Ryan to speak at the seminar and he's OK, I'll do it. And if I flake, I flake. Uh and then when Ryan is orig- and, and when Ryan is initially brought in, uh, Kelly comes right over the top and says, "But nothing is. But uh, but the greatest thing about him is his relationship with me, Kelly Kapoor, the business, <laughs> the business." Yeah. The steam rolls right over him. But yes, mm-hmm. Ryan, if I flake, I flake. That is a very good summation of Ryan's character. <laughs> um, I mean, and he tells what he tells during that present or before that presentation. He tells Dwight he's in the bathroom. <laughs> Jim gets the Jim gets the uh, the text. It's Ryan. I'm sorry, I lied. I'm not in the bathroom. I can't do it. I need to see my mom. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, and he's just gone. Uh, but then we get to see the script that he wrote, which Jim delivers. Uh, and the costume is, where he holds oh up the tiny God. shoe. <laughs> yeah, this is this is it's 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 perfect that maybe the best insight we get into Ryan's character is a speech that he wrote that he's not there to give that Jim has to say. And he talks about yeah. going to Disney world as a kid. I cried the whole time. Uh, I've seen drug addiction, unemployment. I've been in a relationship that tore my heart apart without ever being except the love that drove the pain. Oh my all these God. bloggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all really they feel. love it. Uh, oh my God. You can play anything from Chuck 
to Cars 2. Yeah, it's it's a great <laughs> Wireless <laughs> is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tw- available in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you guys, we've covered a lot of, of the big chunk of Ryan's um storyline here. I mean, after after we get into season nine, it opens with him and Kelly leaving the show. Um and and uh, you know we've talked about the finale before uh, again with with Ryan and Kelly and him bringing his baby in um, and leaving it behind uh, Drake the baby. Uh, but is there any any final thoughts about Ryan Howard? <laughs> I've got a couple. I think okay, yeah. you know the only yeah. thing from season eight that we didn't really touch on was him trying to cozy up to Robert California yeah. Yeah. Like in yeah. pool party uh, when yeah, he and yeah. Gabe are both a uh, you know, good they, one. They, they, that they is the last gasp of, of yeah. Ryan's like ambition. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is who I should be is Robert California. Hey, he's asleep. We can go. And Gabe says, so go. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Dancing. It's oh not a party, gosh. boys. If you don't do something that scares, that scares you. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to play that drop, but I think we hit And it. then the, we also get his last uh, his last Hail Mary attempt for Kelly when Kelly starts dating Robbie. Uh, and we get that great line from Nate. Where he says, you know, I've never met this guy, Robbie, but only knowing you for a short while, Brian, I would, <laughs> I would definitely go with Robbie. <laughs> right. And, and again, I bet I don't even know the guy. I think, yeah. And and Pam, you know, you're toxic. You're toxic. <laughs> yeah. That's There's, it. Uh, that, that moment where they go up on the horse, and then uh, when Brian around. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, when Ryan pitches Robert California raw fish, the disgusting food from Japan, <laughs> origami. <laughs> It's the sushi of paper. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the last one from Reed for Ryan is there's a quick throwaway line that I think about all the time, which is I think it's in um, it's one of the first episodes of season seven where Dwight goes to the mall for uh, the Steamtown Mall to get the wizard. And uh, he says, cancel all your businesses at the Steamtown Mall. And Ryan says, America's one big mall. Just that, <laughs> just that random line from Ryan. I think about that a lot. America's I'll one take big the world. wizard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, Earth, uh, yeah. You don't have to be crazy to live here, <laughs> but it helps. Uh, <laughs> one last one from Ryan. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so they've. This is an exchange between Jim and Pam. You're not the least bit curious to hear a poem straight from Ryan's soul. Not at <laughs> all. Can we go, Pam? Kapoor and desperate, he watches. Jim, second line. <laughs> he is a drifter out to sea. And when the Indian Ocean calms, one speck of white remains and water's cold in Kelly Green. Pam <laughs> crying. It's just so dumb. But when he describes himself as a child lost in the life raft and Ryan or in Jim, also emotional. Sister, yeah. Ryan can never know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's, he can, it's shades of his presentation where like it's like he might have accidentally written something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, I was I was laughing earlier just from reading that part of his the pyramid speech where he says uh love values and of course the pyramids the strongest shape ever constructed a shape that fits all other shapes inside of it no that's <laughs> he critiques it to himself right after he yeah. says it no, no. Uh, the last thing i want to bring up about ryan um this was an actually an article that, that someone wrote on vice about that uh ryan howard is tv's best villain he says, forget Walter White. The temp from the office truly showed us the evil modern man, what the evil modern man is capable of. Um, yeah. To which I pose to you, do you think if there is any villain in the office, 
Is it Ryan? Is is he the show's villain? Is he an antagonist? I don't know. It's hard he to is, say that. Yeah, go ahead. All right, he is quite villainous at times, definitely. He is. I don't know if he's actually destructive enough to be a real villain because his destruction is is pretty acute. Uh, it's episode by episode. I mean, in terms of like Kelly, he's yeah, the villain in Kelly's life. Definitely, sure. definitely. I mean, if you look at the office, the the physical office is this place that's kind of unrealistic, which is to say like, you know, we talked about this last week in our episode about the parking lot as like the place where dreams come true, where they're, they're, they can do whatever, all the antics that they have and still mm-hmm. remain a successful branch. That sort of, um, that sort of dynamic is established, right? And within that, all the other characters are kind of going about their business and doing their own lives. And the only thing that kind of flies in the face of that would be apathy. Mm-hmm. Um, or cynicism. Right. And yes. Ryan yes. displays so much of both. So, in that regard, you know, he does feel kind of like he's opposing the general dynamic and feeling of the office, that family vibe that Michael's always trying to put together, mm-hmm. especially as this large ensemble. And Ryan is so caustic and apathetic and cynical often um, that it does sort of, you know, yeah. ruin if, it in, sometimes. If the show is the beauty of ordinary things, Ryan shows us the ugliness of ordinary things. Yeah, he doesn't care about ordinary things. I don't want mm-hmm. anything I have to make myself. Yeah. <laughs> or as, yeah. as Pam says, uh, well, you have to let me know because it costs about $75 a person. He says, well, yeah, in New York, I had a, once I had a glass of cognac, it cost $77, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. He's, he's definitely against the current as far as the whole other show goes. And and you need that to some extent with the show. Um as much as a show like The Office could have a antagonist, I mean, he does. I, I think that's. I think you're right on the money there, Edwin. With like, what he represents is antagonistic to to what the show is about for sure. Mm. He's. I mean, it's a funny ingredient. I wouldn't remove it per se. Yeah. Like, no. Does, neither would I. Know, yeah, but it, but it is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Ryan Howard. Um. Uh. uh that was a. Uh, that was great. Let's move on to a little conference room. Five minutes. Conference room, five minutes. <laughs> For this conference room, uh, we actually just have a um, email that sort of had to do with Ryan a little bit, but it's just a fun, quick thing to discuss here. Okay, this is an email we got from uh, Trenton. It says, hey guys, love the show. Just listened to the episode about Dwight's speech, and you guys mentioned some episodes we never had that you wished we saw. And I instantly thought of one I want to share. Mm. Michael goes to Ryan when he is in prison. <laughs> it's like all i need to hear is that that's like yeah. i'm in i'm in uh, so oh my god but but michael shows up to visitation as prison mike and does not break character once i just <sighs> thought of, i thought about that myself i was like does yes. he go as prison mike that's he amazing. starts going on and on about the gang of dementors and the prison guards overhear the conversation the warden then interrogates ryan about this new dementor gang and ryan is unable to talk his way out because prison mike uh, of prison mike because michael does not break character once he talks about how bad and dangerous ryan is how we used to have a dwarf henchman <laughs> a dwarf henchman ryan's friend from the club and all this other crazy stuff <laughs> troy which leads with yeah. troy which yeah, leads yeah. to ryan getting some sort of punishment i just think it would be golden television oh my god and you um, my friend will be the bella de ball <laughs> i mean bella of the ball talk about a, a fish out of water episode there <laughs> you could you could just have i mean it would it would be really hard for the office to pull off just tonally to do an episode yeah. in prison oh yeah um but that is absolutely some uh, some scenes i would love to see i That's mean you could brilliant. do like arrest development did it and have it just be very funny um 
but imagine those that scene of Michael going into prison with the purple bandana on, <laughs> talking like that with Just the accent. Like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh! Oh my gosh! That's a great one. Thank, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, man. Yeah. What um, else would happen that episode? In that particular <laughs> episode, let's see. End of season four. You know what? I bet Holly is coaching Michael on like, oh. uh, you know, maybe Holly drives him there. She's like, it's really good that you see your friend. Yeah, and, you right. know, yeah, yeah. That, like he confides to her. I'm just worried about my friend. Maybe yeah. yeah. goodbye, Toby. Episode. Yeah. We I probably like get the, to see. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I feel like the episode would be about Michael needs to learn that, like, he needs to knock Ryan down a little bit in his book. Like, Ryan is not the person Michael has always thought he is, mm-hmm. and that would be the point of the episode. Is like, look, Ryan is in prison because he did something bad, and I know he's your friend, but maybe Ryan deserves this a little bit. And and Michael <laughs> wrestling with the fact that he's friends with someone who's in prison yeah who's this other woman ryan who do you describe as just as hot as jan but in a different way not a woman just a cool best friend type i feel like you'd have to take dwight with i mean to not have dwight from muscle into the prison would be oh dwight would have so many recommendations about what he needs to do and like he's probably going in there with shanks hidden all over his body but yeah i I would love to see the scene where he goes to the prison and they take all of his weapons when he goes through yeah yeah (laughs) because they're like oh dwight's back um you could have something about Toby, like wanting to. I don't. I guess this written strangler. It's stuff, a little. It's, it's a little. The later. timing's a little off. Timing but I, my mind went there too. But <laughs> Toby would still be interested in going because he'd yeah. want to write. He'd want to learn more about the justice system. Right. Toby <laughs> I is would the also, strangler. I would also like to see the episode where Ryan goes to Miami, Ohio, to uh, chase oh. after Kelly. Oh man! <laughs> and this isn't garbage. These are my clothes. Yeah. yeah, that's Ryan at his lowest at that bus yeah. stop with the trash <laughs> bags. Stop, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say, get, yeah. I mean, since we're just on the subject of Ryan, like more of Ryan in New York, you know, you don't even see. There's that one scene that you get where you hear the guy off screen kick him out of his office, but mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see maybe. Maybe like maybe everyone in the corporate office makes fun of Ryan. Maybe Ryan mm-hmm. is like the Dwight of the office, like mm-hmm. sucking up to David Wallace and having all these ridiculous ideas. I don't know. Ryan could start a fire at the corporate microwave on the of his first days. <laughs> and he tries to hide That's... it from the Scranton staff and like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like corporate has everyone all the HR departments do a fire safety meeting again. Like, Why are we doing this? And Ryan's like, Don't worry about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I mean, like, that's Ryan sitting in the business ethics meeting. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> the elephant in the room. Do I regret what I've done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, we don't really hear much about Ryan's prison time. I mean, we assume he does time, right? I don't know. Or it's just community service. It, like, go, it turns out, yeah. I, maybe he just loses his job and they like he, take him away. We see he, that. he might go to but jail for a second, but booked. not prison. Yeah. We could assume he calls James P. Albini, get him out of a tight spot. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, oh, gosh. Or, or just having a, an episode with, with Michael going all in on like Ryan's legal defense and getting Ryan out of jail and back to Scranton. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See that whole process. But yeah, now that I think about it, it's like. Ryan w- would have to do time for that. I mean, it's a fairly they arrested big him. Crime. The, there's the video of them taking him away. They'd have to. They don't just take him home. They got to take. Him. <laughs> Can we also take... consider what it would have been like to watch the episode where Michael helps Ryan move? Yes, because we hear that. Yeah, yeah. 
Ryan helps him move during weight loss. Goatee. Did you grow yeah. that goatee after you helped me move? Yeah. So like, can you imagine Michael carrying all your stuff in and making jokes about everything the whole time? Oh my god. He's like, remember, you know, you're just a little spazzy boy. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. <laughs> like letting Michael look at all your stuff and how much knowledge Michael would then have about you. Uh -huh. I don't think Ryan would ever you want know that. What? But that reminds me, there's a really funny deleted scene in Diwali where Carol is talking to Ryan and she says, you must be Ryan. I recognize you immediately. Wavy hair and the blue eyes. You live on this street. And Ryan is like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Dwight says, does, uh, does Michael ever talk about me? And Carol says, oh, yes. He loves you. <laughs> it is it is it is another love story from this show is michael and yeah. ryan no doubt that's a good one well man. thank well, you trenton for that uh yeah that's that awesome thanks yes. trenton that's a good one um real quick before we go into trivia um if you're listening to this in the future this is still during the coronavirus times of 2020 or 2020 <laughs> uh but uh but yeah let's uh i mean i don't know I, how how are y'all doing i mean we're still doing we'll this in. over zoom um and i just miss being in the room with you guys so much it's so crazy how many of these episodes we've done this way yeah it's very true yeah um uh, starting to feel like the new normal i know well i'm i have my i my quarantine is compounded by my broken leg now so not only can i not go out and do stuff. I can also do much less even around my own house. Uh, so this has been nice to still have this as a constant. This is one thing I can control in my life is the show. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I'm just sort of dealing with that, um, which has been a bit of a, a bummer. I, yeah, broke my leg roller skating for those listeners that don't know. Um, <laughs> Alex I, loves uh, to roller skate. I he was does, I yeah. was with Daryl. I was with Daryl and Andy, and we, we we put on Ants Marching by Dave Matthews Band, and I got excited. And uh, said deep cuts only. I said yeah. <laughs> no, no hits. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't help myself, and I just went crazy. No, that was yeah. um, a bit of a bummer. So yeah, yeah. I'm just sort of dealing yeah, I'm sorry, with that. Buddy. It's been it's been like you know it's it's like this sort of thing happens and, and my partner and I just had moved into a house and we have all these projects to do. And it's like, I can't even do those now. Uh, but at so least it's I'm, too, it's too hot to be doing that stuff. Tomorrow's supposed to be a hundred degrees, but I know crazy. So, yeah. Well, we have AC here. If you guys want to come hang out. Oh, good. Oh, go. good. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Edwin? Uh, I've been good, you know, working a lot. I mean, um, that, that's been how it, I don't know. That's been mostly the same. Um, mm -hmm. Learning to work from home. Um, I've been playing a lot of tennis lately. That's been kind of my thing. I oh, certainly enjoy that. Um, now that now that it's really nice outside. But but yeah, I mean, I guess that's mostly it. I guess. Um, how about you, Sean? I, I I went back to work for two weeks and now I'm uh, off again. <laughs> I I started on a you know they're trying to get. I work in you know TV production and stuff like that. So they're trying. They're testing the waters and it's slow going. So. I was supposed to be working next week, but now I'm chilling. It's it's mm -hmm. it's really funny, and of course, I think some people have heard my cat in the background for some of these episodes. <laughs> she, I just want to assure everyone, she has she has everything. She has all the toys and love <laughs> and attention and food, and we take her. We our the our mistake was that we took her outside, and now she only wants to go outside constantly. So that's what she yeah, likes dude, to you yowl get... about sometimes. Oh man, we. Our, our cat here once once you give them a taste i mean it's mm -hmm. you got to be ready to, to let them out all the time because it's an apartment building so it's like you know we take her we take her out on a leash we're crazy cat people now all of a sudden yeah. i've never if had a cat in my whole life <laughs> <laughs> if you're feline worried about sean's cat just pause 
Yeah. Oh, we'll be okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've become, I, I'm slowly, I'm fast becoming Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's otherwise, uh, all things considered, I mean, I think we're all doing well. And yeah, and Portland is beautiful right now. And that's true. And if, by the way, if, if you if you don't live in Portland and you're seeing reports of what Portland is like, it's not oh, yeah. like that. Portland is like, yeah. it is there's such a small area where where protests are happening. And I just urge you if if all you're seeing is that Portland is this anarchy state, just just look at some other sources and look at some other stuff because Portland is not that way right now. Um, there's a very yeah. active protests going on that are awesome. And yeah, yeah, we, we definitely support yeah. those guys protesting down there. hundred percent. Sure, and like it, I've, I've been hearing from other friends and me too, that people are like emailing and calling who they haven't heard from. It's like, you guys doing okay with Portland? It's, it's like, like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're okay. Like, <laughs> Casey, uh, Casey Holdall, who covers uh, the Portland Trailblazers and was a guest on the Blazers podcast that Alex and I used to host back in yeah, the day. Cool. Uh, he had a tweet that said, I'm getting all these calls from friends and extended family, and they all think that Portland is the size of a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, like the amount of area where all this is happening. Yeah, um, for sure. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, I would just, uh, if, if that's been your view of Portland, I would, I would say, you know, look at it a little closer because still cause the things that are happening are really important. And um, it's, it's not as, it's not this lawless state yeah. of anarchy that some people make it up. No, like. no, no, no. We're all doing good here. But do you uh, guys have a, do you guys have any movie or TV recommendations? Anything you've been watching? Oh, that's a good call. Mm. Um, well, we've been watching a lot of Love Island, which is a British dating <laughs> show. And yeah. I'm not recommending it, but I will admit that that's what we've been watching. I'm sure some of our some of our listeners have seen it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you guys? That's about it. Uh, <laughs> I got I, uh, two, okay, two go things. Ahead, go ahead. Oh, really quick, two things. One... HBO series run. Mm-hmm. You guys watch that? I don't. Although I did hear it was not coming back. I read that in an article or something. Oh, I don't think it should. But it, okay, okay. It was sure. done by. Well, it's it just felt like it's. I think it's eight eight or nine episodes, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. half hour episodes. It's Phoebe Waller Bridge who did. Oh, oh nice. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bag. She yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. wrote and produced it, and dude, it's just a lot of fun in terms of just. It's just two characters, and the writing is awesome. It's just it never slows down. It's a really, really great show. Um, yeah. If you have HBO, check it out. And then, mm-hmm. since I've with my leg right now, I just picked a random show to watch, which was Hannibal. Uh, oh, okay. a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, that's uh, from a few years ago, though, right? It is. Not, it, 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 it is, it but it's from like 2013 to 2015. It's three seasons. They, they just put it all on Netflix or something like that, right? So that's yes, everyone's getting a chance to finally catch up. I on it. I love Mads Mikkelsen, who's who mm-hmm. plays Hannibal. He's the bad guy from Casino Royale. A lot of people mm-hmm. know him as that. He's um, scary looking, dude. I just I I there's there's so many. There's just every episode. There's a dinner scene at some point, uh, yeah. inevitably, <laughs> and it's it's Hannibal having dinner with someone, and I just, uh, mwah, I just love those scenes. And watch, <laughs> I will just watch Mad Mickelson cook and eat human flesh all day long. It's great. That's so funny because I was just listening to the last podcast on the left about the Donner Party. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, what about you, Edwin? What have you been listening? Uh, I mean, watching my favorite show to? right now is I May Destroy You. It's so good. I know oh, I'm nice. told, yeah, I think that's I another HBO show. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Michaela Cole is fantastic. The show is so well done. Like, nice. Yeah. I really liked uh, Palm Springs on Hulu. You guys watch that? Oh, no, I haven't really watched good. that yet. I really enjoyed a, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
and uh, oh, and the other show I've been really enjoying right now is Kim's Convenience on Netflix. It's oh, cool. uh, it's a Canadian show, and it's just about a Korean family that owns a, a convenience store. But like, it's just it's so well done. It's very very well balanced. Uh, tight. I feel like in that episode of Parks and Rec where Tom Haverford is looking at that piece of art, says, <laughs> it's just a bunch of shapes. But if you look at it, there's a sense of completion. And he's kind of struck by his reaction to it. And yeah. I feel that way watching the show where like nothing really is overwhelming. It's not like the funniest show I've ever seen or the most yeah. intense family drama or anything, but it's just so well done and so well balanced. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Well, th- those are some great recommendations. Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, let's move on to some trivia to wrap, wrap this up. up with trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware and get the hell home. Woo! All right. Trivia comes from listener Zach Holden. Uh, who's who's written in a few times? I feel like we've interacted before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he again, I said this at the top of the show, but he's actually an office trivia question writer uh, for the Manhattan Company Trivia AD. And he says he has a few victories under his belt. So good for you. Nice. Um, these are ranked from easiest to hardest. Uh, some of them go pretty deep. That's what she okay. said. Here we go. Nice. Uh, oh, these are easy. My God. Okay. But, I mean, they'll progress, right? They'll progress. The Scranton-Stanford merger is originally disrupted because Josh Porter takes a job at what company? Staples. Yes. What temperature does Kevin prefer to set the thermostat to? 69. Yes. What character once killed a deer with a shovel? Uh, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been hunting before. Why do you ask? Why do you ask? Uh, (laughs) I forgot about that. I would have guessed Dwight, man. Uh, What is... (laughs) So messed up. <laughs> what is, uh, what does Meredith consider to be the perfect holiday? St. Patrick's yes. Day. St. Patrick's Day. No, no kids, kids. Or nothing. Yeah. Where um, are your kids, Meredith? Yes. Not right. today. Medium. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to do a Meredith episode. That's gonna be a good oh, one. That's next. We That's got a run of characters character. coming up. We still yeah. haven't done a lot. Don't yeah. fall in love with me, kid. D'Angelo. Uh, Robert oh, yeah. California. All right. Yeah. In email surveillance, what is the password to Michael's computer? Sadiq, the IT guy, finds it written on the post-it note on Michael's computer. It's one, not... two, three, four? Yeah, it's one, two, three, uh, four. Uh, what does crime aid stand for? Uh, crime reduces innocence, makes everyone angry, I declare. Very good. Yeah, I, nice. I found my bell. <laughs> uh, what is the name of the column that Andy wrote for Cornell student newspaper? Bernard's Regards. Yes. This was your freshman year? In the... <laughs> <laughs> In the rap scene at the end of Weight Loss, what are Michael and Holly's rap names? Oh, we oh. did this one. Yeah, we've done this one. Uh, DJ Mike Scott. MC Mike Scott. MC Mike Scott and DJ Holly Flax. Or Flax. No, Jazzy, 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 Jazzy Flax. Flax. Jazzy Flax. Yeah, Jazzy close. Flax. No bell for that one. What's the name of Danny Cordray's bar? Public, Public school. school. Public school. Can I get a and- Ryan? Ryan line. Can I get a plus five? It's all guys. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> um, uh, bonus point. Where is the bar located? Off exit seven. Oh, exit seven. eleven. Exit wow. eleven. Close, close. Uh, during the office lip dub, who's holding the camera? Toby. 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 Very good. And during the carpet episode, when Michael re-enters the bullpen, he wagers a sales contest with the other salesmen. How much offer? How much money does he offer for the prize? Thirty-seven dollars. No, eighty-three. Eighty-three. Oh, he sticks the cash up there. It's like a, whatever he's got in his wallet. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, hard section. That's okay. What she said, "What is the name of Michael's doctor when he gets the colonoscopy?" Shandrin, Doctor Shandrin. Doctor Shandri. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, is there anything I can do to make it more pleasurable for me or for Dr. Shandry? <laughs> Oscar uh, just so, leaves. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> what is Jim's virtual name in the online game Second Life? Jim Santanko. Phil- Jim Santanko. Very oh, good. Oh, wow. I was going to say Philly Jim. Uh-huh. Um, what song does Dwight play on the recorder during the Butte Bird funeral? Um... Oh man, this was actually a trivia question. When it's like, we... you are the one I love the most. It's something mm-hmm. like that. Or, you know, you are the star. Yeah. Isn't that I don't the one know, that I don't know what the song is called. Yeah. yeah, On the Wings of Love. What is the name love. of the song? On the on Wings of Love. On the Wings of Love, okay. Nice. Uh, uh, what day of the week do Michael and D'Angelo meet each other at the bar? Wednesday. Yes, don't tell my wife I'm drinking on a Wednesday. I won't. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what is Holly... What is Holly Flax allergic to? Sesame seeds. Very good. Flax seed. <laughs> when Dwight turns the security desk into a cafe, how much does a blueberry muffin cost? $8. $8. Very good. Nice. Wow. Start Which... your day with a glass of both. <laughs> or try playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which two office characters play or have played competitive volleyball? Pam. Pam. Yes. And, um, wait, Dwight? two office characters? Yeah, there's another office character that we know plays volleyball. Andy? No. Aaron? No. Is it Dwight? It's a guy. It's no. It is Toby. We know mm-hmm. this. He oh, offers he says Oscar the, socks. The socks. Yes. Which he, he says, had for uh, volleyball. I was going to use them for volleyball practice later. Yep. There wow. You go. That's, wow. That's a good one. That's, That's a very a great good one. question. Nice. Uh, all right, we have three more here. Okay. Joe Bennett claims she is a close personal friend with which politician? Nancy Pelosi. Very good. Uh, classic trivia question here, but always good to refresh. What are the five families of Scranton Business Park? Ooh, uh, Disaster Kids Limited, mm-hmm. um, Dunder Mifflin, yes. um, WB Jones, uh, Heating and Air. Heating, Heating and Air. And air. Um, Crest Tool and Die. Yes. Advanced Refrigeration. Advanced Refrigeration. Nice. Very good. Uh, what does Ryan claim his salary is at the bowling alley? $60,000 a year. Yes. Oh, they pay you, you get by, paid the year. by the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Last bonus question. It's a true or false. Uh, true or false. Daryl was hired by Michael, but promoted by Joe. False. False. Yes, hired by Ed Truck. Ed Truck yeah. hired Daryl. Very good. Joe promoted me. All you ever did was keep me down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys got like a 90 some percent there. Very good. Ah, good job. Good job to mostly Edwin. But to gang, me gang. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed your me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flips. Thank you again to Zach Holden for that. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Zach. Thank you so much. And guys at home, you can send us your own trivia, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Make sure that you say that it's trivia in the subject line. That helps us out. Or you can give us a call and give us your give us your questions, your comments, 503-694-9314. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We got the website, michaelscottpod.com. And we got patreon.com slash Michael Scott. And for five bucks a month, you can become a Scott's tot. Um, you get your uh, mailbag episodes every month and some more content coming your way. Special and, thanks. And, and, and really, you get to support the show. That's really yeah, definitely. Cool, right? That's the and most important thing. If you've noticed, sure. we've never had ads on this show, right? right. You, and we never you, you will. Are, you are never bothered by ads. Well, don't say never, but no, <laughs> I, I'm against it. <laughs> 
we've never had ads on the show uh, and we've been doing this on our own time we and prefer this model for sure the yeah. way yeah we would much rather have people uh support the show publicly so yeah. um if 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 you want or privately you can just like send us money you know? yeah <laughs> totally yeah. yeah we got we got venmos um yeah. hit us up but yes we you can support the show and, and get our monthly mailbag episode it means a lot to us yeah, yeah. So, so special thanks to all our supporters through Patreon and special thanks to Ryan who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. This episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon over video chat. Yeah, sure thanks was. again to everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and review the show. It helps us, helps people find the show. Um, and, you know, take care, be safe, and we'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, yes sir. sir. They call me Mr. Understood because no one understands me. But when I spit rhymes, everybody buys my CD. You get out of the car so slow. How was I supposed to know? You keep saying stuff behind my back. Then how come I got the number one track? I'm the OG prima donna. My rhymes bite like piranha. Hotter than a sauna. Straight out of Lackawanna. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.